This is Fordham Conversations. I'm Robin Shannon. The work of author and humorist Dan Zevin has appeared in the New York Times, and you may have heard him on WBEZ and National Public Radio. I've had the pleasure of having Dan on my show before, once to discuss his parody book, The Little Miss and Mr. Mimi Me series, and his book, Dan Gets a Minivan. The award-winning humorist and once Fordham University professor is back with a new book, Very Modern Mantras, Daily Affirmations for Daily Aggravations. Welcome back. Dan. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be back. So uh, let's just set this up a little bit. The new book is a guide for navigating basically the frustrations of being an adult. Is that accurate? You know, it's a it's a collection of funny meditations and chants for all those moments that drive us insane over the course of the day. You know, so example, uh, waiting in a really long line at Starbucks right. for 20 minutes while the person in front of you is custom building their cappuccino, <laughs> that sort of thing. It's those mantras for real life situations. And it's funny that you picked that one because we're actually <laughs> going to hear that mantra right now. And this is Dan, you reciting this mantra. Very modern mantras, daily affirmations for daily aggravations. Envision an infinite line of humanity stretching miles and miles and miles. Now envision this line is at Starbucks. At the front, notice a young woman in Uggs explaining how she would like her pumpkin spice latte prepared. Tune in to her needs. She wants it one quarter caffeinated, half soy, and no nutmeg because she does not like nutmeg and what can they recommend to replace the nutmeg? As you realize you're going to be late for your morning meeting, visualize taking this unenlightened basic aside and explaining to her that despite everything she has ever been told by her mommy, the world does not really revolve around her. Become keenly aware of your fists, clenching tighter and tighter and tighter. On the count of three, release them. One, two, three. Together, we chant modern mantra number one. I will not lose my sh at Starbucks. I will not so uh, how often did this happen to you at Starbucks? Oh, you know, um, I'm not typically a real Starbucks kind of a guy to begin with. I always like the, uh, you know, the indie coffee shop, if I could find one, right. the, the sort of weirder place around the corner. So the thing is, if I'm in a Starbucks, I'm already a little aggravated, a little on edge just being there. Um, although I, I do like the coffee, I yeah. have to say. It's really good, strong coffee. So, um, but yeah, I, I do often have to go into a Starbucks and there is always that person who is over ordering, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like they want no foam. It's always about no foam and some kind of sweetener that's made from a plant and all this other stuff. And if you're running late for a meeting, which is what was going on when I wrote that particular meditation, uh, yeah, it can get a little aggravating. So I was thinking, let me just breathe. Let me just kind of be mindful through it. And that's where that mantra came from. Now, Dan, the line that stuck out to me was, despite everything she has ever been told by her mommy, the world does not really revolve around her. So is this a commentary <laughs> on any particular generation? 
Um, well, I'm not going to say that it's a commentary on millennials because I'm re- trying really hard not to be one of those millennial bashers. Right. But, um, yeah, so I'm not going to say that. You're not going to say I'm that? I'm not saying it right now at all. <laughs> but <laughs> is there something to be said for certain people of any age who have, thinks the world revolves around you know them? What? You it's, know, it's, they can hold this line up when you have a meeting. Definitely. I mean, this this person that I'm writing about, I, it, I have seen it with millennials, and that's the that reference of basics. That's like typical <laughs> millennial speak. But I've seen it even more with, with like middle-aged people, you know, who really do feel a certain sense of entitlement, completely clueless about... Hey, there's a line of 50 other people waiting for their coffee. Now, if I was smart, I would get somebody told me they have an app that you could order ahead of time. But, yeah, I'm not good with that. Also, your book started me thinking about the (laughs) idea of like being an adult and all the times when we're like super hyper aware of the responsibility and basically aggravations that come with life. So how did you break down which topics to write about? Um. You know, I have a pretty short fuse, so a lot of this is, is Stuff just like <laughs> generally I operate in a in a very nice state of equilibrium. I'm a pretty laid back guy, but on the other hand, I'm a writer. I don't leave the house often. I'm kind of a shut in. So you send me out into the public and something's gonna happen. It's gonna it's a little combustible. And these days it's just all about digital etiquette. That's what I find. I feel like if I'm looking over the table of contents here, whether it's mantra for digitally disturbing the peace or mantra for uh, selfie defense, which is, you know, just you can't walk down the block without 15 different people blocking the sidewalk, taking selfies or walking and texting, reckless texting and slamming into you. It's so much of it is just about, hey, if you are going to go out into the world you're going to run into a lot of bad etiquette. And so much of it is, is just about digital behavior, you know? And why do you think it's happening now? Why do I think it's happening? Yeah. There's just so much more stuff. It's easier to tune everybody out. And it's more it's it's a more distracting culture, I guess, you know? Not to sound like a sociologist, <laughs> which I definitely am not. So, Dan, what did you kind of have to tap into personally to write this book? If we can dig just a little deeper. Yeah, well, the thing is, I'm a comedy writer, first and foremost. So I but just the way that I see the world is through a comic lens. And so even when I was teaching here at Fordham, the courses that I was teaching, it was in the creative writing program, but it was humor writing. So no matter what is going on, I have a really great self-defense mechanism, which is comedy. So all that's kind of how all of these aggravations become funny. And uh, whether it's, you know, any any one of those situations I just described, you know, I'm going to I'm going to at my best, I'm going to find the funny. Right. And you just automatically see it like that. It's like you can't help it. Well, it usually takes some time, you know, as is the case with everyone. Tragedy plus time equals comedy. Um, What's the alternative? I mean, if you can laugh through it. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) I just find if you can laugh through it you can get through it. And that is something to keep in mind. And that's, you know, that's that's how all of my books, I think, uh, kind of roll. And they are funny. And uh, getting back to the adulting thing, what do you think of people who kind of verbalize this idea of adulting? Because I'm, I, I can understand both sides. Um, when someone says, you know, oh, 
I'm adulting today. I did the laundry. You know, I have had those feelings where I'm like, yeah, you know, I kind of want to pat myself on the back because I cleaned my house today. But then you have the other side where people are saying, you know, adulting. Well, you're an adult. You should be doing this stuff. Why are you praising yourself? So what do you think about the whole idea of adulting? I think, you know, I wrote another book a long time ago called The Day I Turned Uncool. <laughs> and the subtitle was Confessions of a Reluctant Grown-Up. Now, that book has been out for... I don't know, like 15, 20 years maybe. And it continues to get optioned most recently by Adam Sandler's company. Oh, wow. And then Seth Rogen's wife, the wonderful Lauren Rogen, most recently wrote a sitcom pilot, which we're still waiting to see if anything ever happens. But the reason I'm saying it is not to be a name dropper, but mainly to point out that a book about being a reluctant grown-up is is timeless so this whole thing of adulting that you know whoever gen z is dealing with or millennials are dealing with it's the same old thing i mean and it goes it it predates me remember the movie the graduate i mean it's all the same stuff every generation goes through this but i do think now is probably um a more stressful time that we're living in and so it's harder to be an adult i think um you know, and people are trying everything they can to find a little peace, meditation, breathing, yoga, mindfulness. And like I said earlier, for me, the secret of serenity has always been a sense of humor. That's what works for me. And that's how I came to write this book. It's almost like being an adult is challenging, but feeling like an adult is something that takes you to a whole nother level. You know, sometimes you wake up and you're like, wait, I've got like responsibility and I've got like, you know, not just a cat, but you've got two kids. You know what I mean? Two right now. I have two, two kids, kids to the best of my knowledge. <laughs> there are only two. Right? <laughs> so it's like, oh, go out. Now I got to be a dad today. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and with yeah, with that responsibility, of course, comes a million new af- aggravations, a million new aggravations. And so I, I get a new mantra every day. You know, there's a new one and I post them on Instagram or Twitter and I have three different mantras come to mind as I'm walking down the street every day. Just keep cool. This will this will pass, whatever it is. So, yeah, there's responsibilities, there's aggravations. But um, again, what's the alternative? You're going to you're going to just be a big baby all your life. You're going to have mommy do everything for you. This is Fordham Conversations on 90.7 WFUV. I'm Robin Shannon. I'm sitting down with author and humorist Dan Zevin. We're discussing his latest book and YouTube series, Very Modern Mantras, Daily Affirmations for Daily Aggravations. In it, Dan whimsically guides the reader through meditations for real-life situations, like his mantra for Starbucks, mantra for the airport security line, and mantra for public transportation. So did you uh, actually find yourself in these situations and came up with these mantras and said, hey, I got to write this down? I absolutely did. Um, I got the idea for the book while I was driving around lost in my car because the GPS was giving me the world's (laughs) worst driving directions. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but um, I still remember it. It told me first, get off the highway to take the back roads to avoid traffic, which, you know, that makes sense. But then it started saying that I should make a right turn at the light. And I'm looking for the light. What light? There is no, absolutely not a traffic light. And it did this thing where it started to um, 
recalculate, I think it's called, where it just kind of... Yeah, right. Recalculate. And that just means it's about to free associate and just babble random directions. Make a right turn, make a left turn, make a U-turn, go back, you know, don't pass go. It, it, It just completely lost its signal altogether. I really hated the GPS lady at that point in my life. And I was trying to stay calm, take the deep breaths. Listen, I have the apps. I have I have calm. I have uh, I have those mindfulness apps. But it was in the moment. In the moment, it just wasn't working. And um, I thought, let me just breathe through this like I'm supposed to. And that's where I came up with the mantra for GPS. And we're going to hear that right now. Very modern mantras, daily affirmations for daily aggravations. Imagine taking a back road to nowhere because your GPS said you'd save three minutes if you got off the highway. In front of you, a bright yellow school bus makes infinite stops. Feel a rush of regret surge through your chakras as you're guided on a journey of continuous right turns. How do you feel? Like you've been driving around in circles? Simply surrender to the soothing, slightly condescending voice of your GPS. She is leading you toward a gleaming bridge over an unknown body of water. When you've reached the middle of the bridge, allow your fingernails to dig into the steering wheel as your GPS loses its signal and begins to free associate. Keep left, keep right, keep left, keep right. And relax as she reroutes, sending you through city traffic at rush hour. As our journey reaches its final destination, Honor your anxiety by honking at a red light like a crazy person. And now, let it go. Today, we discover modern mantra number five. I am powerless over my GPS. I am powerless over I am my powerless GPS. I am powerless over my GPS. Over my GPS. Not for nothing, but you could have the voice of the GPS person. You know that, right? I could do it. <laughs> you I could, could do that. Yeah, I could be that slightly <laughs> condescending voice. I love listening to these now because um, these are actually videos that I made at my local cable TV station, Larchmont Mamaroneck Cable TV, um, and they are brilliant over there. If people don't know about the resources that they're their community cable TV station and radio stations provide, um, they're really missing something because they could teach an old fart how to make (laughs) YouTube videos and it worked. And now there's, if you go to YouTube and search very modern mantras, you'll see what you just heard um, with it's, it's meant to be kind of a parody of the millions of visualization videos, the serious ones that are on YouTube but in mine, you don't see rainbows and waterfalls and peaceful mountaintops. You see a guy who's stuck in traffic and losing his mind because his GPS gave him bad directions. And those are the ones we can relate with. I think so. Uh, it's observational humor that, that uses this language of mindfulness and meditation. 
And I don't know, are you into this stuff at all? Because I'm actually kind of into it. Like, I've taken yoga. I've tried to do the breathing exercises. I don't know if you're... You know what? It's funny because I don't think I ever named it anything, but I do find myself, the older I get, maybe that's an age thing, having to talk to myself and talk myself down in yeah. situations where I'm like, okay, you know, your niece that you're playing with just took the bat and hit you in the leg. She's two. She doesn't know any better. Don't hurt her. Well, explain yeah. it. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, when you have small kids, it's uh, it's you need some mantras to get you through. In fact, in the book, I did write one specifically called Mantra for Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> because I remember going there when my kids were little. And my son is here in the studio this morning, and uh, I remember taking him to the Chuck E. Cheese back when we lived in Brooklyn. And it was an exercise in overstimulation. And and it it was just truly too much it was like a nightmare of flashing bright lights and the loud sirens and, and, the <laughs> and i thought let me give the parents out there a mantra for chuck e cheese which is i will not have an existential crisis at chuck e cheese because i feel like i'm gonna absolutely lose my mind if i have to stay here too long but getting back to the thing on on um you know trying to use this real mindfulness and this real kind of culture of meditation and yoga and breath work in in daily life one of the big phrases catchphrases is be in the present moment like i heard that so many times and i think that's my problem is I don't want to be in the present moment when I'm feeling that way. I want the opposite. I want to be out of the present moment. I don't want to be in Chuck E. Cheese. I don't want to be in the car. I don't want to be in that line at Starbucks. So I think that's <laughs> that's the main issue with me. I want to be out of the present moment. So is it almost like holding on until something better comes around? Yeah, and it's kind of like um, they say that in meditation, you have to remember that it's a practice. I mean, it's a lifelong practice. But that's why it doesn't work for somebody like me who has a short attention span. I, I, it's, it takes too long. I just need immediate gratification <laughs> meditation. I call them mantras on demand. <laughs> so, Dan, in your book, Very Modern Mantras, um, did you collaborate with anybody on this book? Yeah, actually, I did because um, not everything is based on my own my own life. Um, and what's interesting is one of the people that I collaborated with is a former Fordham student of mine, the hilarious Tim Rosmus, who is now the digital marketing guy at Brooklyn Brewery. Um, he was absolutely brilliant and hilarious when he took my class. And I'm so glad he's gone on to be successful. So he, I thanked Tim in the acknowledgments of this book because he was instrumental in the early um, like digital components. So I started a Modern Mantras Instagram. I didn't even know how to do Instagram, and I'm the wrong generation for Instagram. And uh, so I'm not even like that interested in it to begin with. But he said you need you need that. You need to get these videos out there. You know, let's let's set up a YouTube channel. Let's set up a Twitter account, which is Modern underscore Mantras. So speaking of Instagram, I'd like to move on to your mantra for this very popular photo and video sharing social networking service. Very modern mantras, daily affirmations 
for daily aggravations. Tune out the noise of the day and visualize two beautiful persons deeply in love greeting you from their tropical vacation. Feel your feelings. Jealousy. Envy. Inadequacy. Let's scroll deeper through your Instagram feed, fixing your third eye on the avocado smoothie your friend had for breakfast today. What did you have for breakfast today? As we wrap ourselves in a blanket of self-loathing, turn your gaze to the selfie from your friends at the spa. Quiet the questions cluttering your aura, such as, what filter did they use to make their teeth so white? Did she get Botox? Do they ever work? <sighs> Instead, tap into the positive energies of all the likes from all their followers who make you wonder why you don't have as many followers as they do. As we conclude our meditation, what can we do to restore our hashtag serenity and break the toxic cycle of comparing ourselves to others? We can unfollow them, right? Wrong. Presently, we repeat modern mantra number two. I am inspired by the perfect lives I see on Instagram, on Instagram, on Instagram, on Instagram. Now, while this was done in a funny way, your writing will be really to speak to like the jealousy and the anxiety that can come from like the overuse of social media and Instagram and things like that. So what's behind your mantra advice to be inspired by other people's perfection? I always tell my students, the truth shall make you funny. The truth shall make you funny. That's like my real mantra for advice on writing, writing comedy. So the truth about Instagram, at least from my point of view, is everyone else is having a great, perfect time out there 24-7, and you're not. Um, and so I do think that that's at the heart of a lot of this, and you're supposed to be supportive and liking and all of those things. And yeah, come on, let's be honest. Every now and then, you got to be a little jealous. You have to look at these people going... First it was the spa, then it was this vacation here, then it was the vacation there. And I'm, I've am i been at my desk for all, all year. I don't know what, what are they doing right and I'm doing wrong. Um, also, uh, listening to these YouTube videos that you're playing now, the audio, I, I keep thinking, wow, I must have listened to a lot of Deepak Chopra <laughs> while I was doing this. And it was, it was almost like I was method acting and trying because I wrote the whole book in a certain voice using certain lingo. There's a lot of vocabulary in this world of mindfulness. There's a lot of uh, neutralizing and manifesting and breath work. And there's a lot of inhaling oh. with thought and yeah, ohm and all of that. And uh, being in the present moment, which we already discussed, which I'm not good at. How long did it take you to write the book, Dan? All said, the whole thing took a, 
about a year. And part of the reason why it took a little longer with this one, because really every page is just every, every mantra is just one page. I got to do a lot with the design and the, the photography. And that was really fun. That was a new thing for me. So spending all this time um, going through stock photos and figuring out, well, which, okay, here I have mantra for a bad wedding. What would be good? Wouldn't it be great if I could find a picture out there of two people on top of a wedding cake, those like characters on top of a wedding cake, except they look miserable. (laughs) (laughs) Mantra for the subway. Like, how could I make a horrible, crowded subway look like it belongs in a book of meditation? (laughs) Um, and so that was that was a fun like, part wow, of it. That's a very peaceful, crowded subway. <laughs> yeah, right. um, when you're writing this book or when you were writing this book, were there ever any parts of it that you were like, oh, yeah, this is really, really funny. And then maybe your editor or maybe Tim was like, yeah, no, take that out. Like, no, <laughs> you know, um, it just didn't hit the funny like you thought it would. That's a that's a really good question, because when you write humor like I do, um, you don't know if it's funny because you don't have a an audience laughing as you write a sentence. So it's very important to show your work to other people and to really to read it aloud. And if you get a response, great, you're good. If you don't, you should probably punch it up. So um, there wasn't exactly any responses from Tim or my editor that they said it's not funny. But one thing that I did get that I, that I thought was really interesting was... Um, some responses about, well, you might want to take this out because it's, it's a dicey thing to say at this point in time. Like people are more sensitive about what you're allowed to be funny about and what you're not allowed to be funny about. There's a greater sensitivity. And you could say for better or worse. But one thing that comes to mind is something I was so surprised by, which is getting back to the the photographs. You know, there's four color photographs. It looks like a it looks like a real, you know, coffee table book, even though it's a parody. One of the photographs was for Mantra for Uber. And my joke photograph was a hearse. I thought that would be really funny because, the, the, you know, the main punchline of the mantra was just that Uber is often so stressful. And it's, it's just um, it's not a very peaceful ride often. So a hearse would be a funny visual gag. And my editor said, I think we need to re redo that one because um dan i don't know if you knew this but in the news there was actually a a uber driver who who crashed and killed his passenger and i said no i didn't know that but so she said i think that's that's too sensitive let's change that picture of a hearse and so and there and there was another another thing or two um tim pointed out that i was trying to come up with a really smelly food to use in mantra for an open plan office. And it was one of the jokes there was that it can really drive you crazy in an open plan office when the, the person next to you, the colleague next to you is eating while you're something trying pungent. to work, something very <laughs> pungent. And so the smelliest thing I could come up with innocently was kimchi. It's like, you know, the cabbage, the really smelly. And he said, you know, that's, Culturally insensitive? Potentially culturally (laughs) insensitive. I didn't mean it to be, but it could be a triggering thing. And so there's a lot more um, attention paid to stuff like that. So, Dan, we know the holidays are coming up and they can be extremely stressful. So can you leave us with a mantra 
that'll kind of help us out. Yeah, um, I agree. And and the holidays have been on my mind. So in the book, actually, I have a meditation for the mall. I have a meditation for traveling for for economy class. Um, for airport security. Oh man, that's one, right? Holiday oh. airport security, those <laughs> lines and the people that don't seem to know that you are supposed to take everything out and put it in the gray plastic bin, like do it a little bit before it's your turn. Like get ready, take off your belt. Don't bring your toolbox as a carry on. Not a good idea. Anyway. Um, no, I'm laughing because I just came from the airport <laughs> and I thought the same thing. I'm like, I've got my shoes off when I got in line and you have somebody who's like, oh, I have to take things out of my pocket. Oh, wait. And they actually ended up losing my companion's shoe. Ooh. And they acted like, they were like, are you sure you had it on when you got here? <laughs> yes, she had her shoe on when she no, got here. Oh, now that you bring it up, actually, yes, this was one of the days I decided to go just one shoe. <laughs> yeah, for one no, shoe some off. random reason. I decided to come to the airport with one You're shoe. Right. It was um, hysterical. But yeah, and and... Coming at it from the opposite perspective, which is, you know, you're the one who puts the pressure on yourself, which I do over the holidays. Like, I have to make it perfect for everybody. I have to give that perfect gift. Um, and that's where you start to get a little stressed out. I think that's where it all comes from. So here's my mantra for, for the holidays. I will be my best self starting December 26th. Want to repeat it with me? Let's chant together. Let's chant together. I will, I will be, be my best self starting December 26th. In my case, can we say starting January 5th? <laughs> starting January 5th. And I should find out when Hanukkah is. And I should start the day after. I should start on day nine. Dan Zevin, thanks so much for joining me on Fordham Conversations. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here, Robin. Namaste. I'd like to thank my guest, humorist and author, Dan Zevin. His latest book, Very Modern Mantras, Daily Affirmations for Daily Aggravations, is out now from Running Press. You can like Fordham Conversations on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter and catch up on shows you've missed with our weekly podcast. For WFUV's Fordham Conversations, I'm Robin Shannon.